Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to Bantering the Blue Shirts. This is a weekly New York Rangers podcast, the best weekly New York Rangers podcast. That is all about Dustin Tokarski. Nothing more and nothing less these days in the the dog days of August. Today is Tuesday, August 21st. We are coming up on Saturday, August 25th, which is the date of the Forum, which you should all be buying tickets for and attending. If you're not, you're dead to us. And I mean dead. You are dead to us. Never speak to you again. Mike? It's all extreme. I don't think it's extreme at all. Nothing I said was untrue. People who have obligations, like... What what obligation? You told that kid that needed to leave for his driving test that we would test him. That's true. For a license for a vehicle, which could be a weapon. It could be. That's vehicular manslaughter. Yeah, well, it it doesn't have to be vehicular manslaughter. You could just hit something or someone. Folks, did you know at Beer Authority you can get sliders, tacos, oysters... You could get a three-cheese quesadilla. My God. My goodness. Did you know any of that? No, you didn't, because you're not coming, because you're dead to us. Uh, There are still... If you're you're a little healthier, you're trying to watch your figure, maybe, you could have an apple walnut salad. (sighs) Who doesn't love an apple walnut? A little bit of gorgonzola in there, I bet? No? No, Maybe. That's possible. You can go to a different place now. Let's go to a different menu. Um, If you have not already, but you are interested in them, there are tons of links out there for where to buy tickets. It is $20. Your $20 comes with your first drink for free, and you get to meet me and Mike and Tom, maybe Shana. Shana's a maybe, but uh, it's us. It's the Blue Shirts Breakaway guys. We did their podcast last night, and um, it is uh, Fitz from the Garden Faithful. So... You should go to that. It's in the city. Have some fun. Get these bloggers slash podcasters out of their mother's basement. There's a lot of things that you like or want to yell at us about. Well, this is your chance. So don't yell at me. I don't like don't yell at Mike. You can yell at me. And that's that. Um, this is the Let's Dustin. Play checkers. We can play what? checkers together. At this. Yeah. Well, I do. They even have a checkers board we can play for that. Scotch and jacks. Like, How do you I guess. Play jacks? Isn't that there's a bouncing ball involved, and then there's like those little, like those beach obstacles that they had on, on Normandy on D-Day, but they're smaller. A little like little metal dongle doodles. A dongle doodle? Yeah, I don't know how to play jacks. I think you bounce it, and, like and then you try to pick up as many jacks as you up. can. Yeah, but granted, how. How many years is it between Jacks being invented and like stick in a hoop, the game that like, you know, pilgrims played? Like stupid pilgrim kids played. I mean Well are the pilgrim kids stupid or just worse off than we were? Both. Like right now Strictly you both. listening to this podcast have eaten better food, have lived a better 
life than any king and queen in the medieval centuries. Well, that's not entirely true. I mean, the only difference is that you don't own, like, people to the point where they'll... Maybe own isn't the right word. You don't rule over people to the point where they will literally do anything for you. That's the only difference. But you're eating better food than anyone was back in the day. I mean, you have Instagram. So, you, you get to follow the rangers. You can't behead your wife. Your from po- Yeah, wife you definitely cannot them. behead your wife. That's a thing. Um, yeah. yeah. There's pros and cons. I guess you could. You'd go to jail, but you could. Yeah, you could anyway, um, this is the Dustin Tokarski Power Hour. Extravaganza. So, Joe, enjoy that. I wrote an article about the Rangers adding another goaltender. Okay. Uh, for training camp, people thought I was ridiculous. With I you was, so far. People said that, Mike, why would they do that? There's no need for it. There's no one out there. The Rangers aren't going to do that. And then, what, like three weeks later, Mike looks marginally intelligent. Because so the they Rangers do it. Sign Dustin Tokarski. They do it, and what happens? Well, the people go crazy. People, I, have, I am, like, genuinely shocked that there is this much emotion, one Did way or another, about Dustin Tokarski. Who cares? It doesn't matter, really. It's, uh, he is AHL depth at worst. He is your NHL backup if they feel as though Georgiev is not prepared to take on a full-time NHL role. I don't understand what the problem is. People are coming at me. He's bad. He's bad. He's a backup goalie. Well, let's let's start here, folks. So, Tokarski is the goalie they signed, right? If we're looking at only goalies who had NHL experience last season, so that goes beyond uh, Tokarski. He didn't play in the NHL last season. He was uh, with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms in the, uh, the Flyers organization. So, we're looking at only goalies who were in the NHL last season. We got Pavlik, we got Steve Mason, we've got 34-year-old Kari Lettinen, and then we've got Jeff Glass. That's the list of UFA goalies um, who played a game in the NHL last season. So, I mean, Tukarski, you know, he's not he's not the fun guy he was when the Rangers, you know, got past the Habs in the playoffs a couple of years ago. He's going to be 29 in September. You know, he's he I think he had like a 9.15 in the AHL last season. You know, it's fine. He's an AHL goalie right now. That's maybe maybe he can compete his way into the backup, or or at the very least, like the article I wrote, is just someone to kind of push Georgiev. That's all you need is a little bit of competition in camp. Definitely doesn't hurt anything, especially with the Rangers kind of having the the good young goalies the Rangers have are not going to be here for a little bit. You know, we have to wait. For Shosturkin and Huska, like right now, the goalies that are there, it's, it's like Mazinek, and he got hurt last year, and he's also way too old to be considered a prospect. And then you got Tukarski, who's yeah, fine, whatever. What is it? It's two-way, one-year deal. What's what's the? What's well, the yeah, I don't. He's going to be wherever Georgiev isn't. If yeah, if exactly. he's ready for AHL or NHL action, then. Tukarski will fill in in the AHL and vice versa. And maybe the Rangers don't want Georgiev sitting in a backup role. 
playing, yeah, you know, 10 to 15 to 20 games a year. Now, if the Rangers are realistic about their own chances and making the playoffs and whatnot, which I think everybody is, and they say, hey, you know what, Hank, you're only going to get 50 or 55 games this year, then maybe it makes sense to have Georgiev around. Um, but if if you have somebody that you can throw up and down as needed, so maybe you put Georgiev in the AHL so that he gets a lot of starts and you, you call him up for a couple of games in the NHL, Tukarski's a guy you don't care about developmentally. Nope. Call him up, send him down, call him up, send him down. It doesn't matter. There's nothing, you're not waiting on anything from him. So, again, like the reactions that this is bad, how? Who's saying this Ex- is bad? Explain I, I, it. People are, people are telling me it's bad. What are their names? I, I can't give out the names. What what Hogwarts house do they belong to? Uh, I'm a, they're probably either Slytherin or, or just Hufflepuffs. What do you got against Hufflepuff? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you're a Hufflepuff, aren't you? Yeah, what the fuck? I'm, I'm Gryffindor, all the way. Pride of a lion. Red and gold. Um... Yeah, I don't. I just. I, there's no reason for you to feel anything about this. You should be completely indifferent. This is not what you should be upset about at all. No, there's nothing to get worked up about here. This is. It just adds one more little wrinkle into what's going to happen in training camp. And really, the way I look at this is just it's a little more security, which is what I wrote about, you know, back when. I kind of first asked, you know, who was out there? You know, there's a couple other guys that I would have maybe rather seen, but I asked that question on, like, July 10th. So, you know, it was a week and a half after free agency opened, and, like, the pickings were pretty slim. If the Rangers didn't bring back Pavlik, they were going to have to look at someone like an AHL-caliber goaltender, and he's cost half as much as Pavlik. And you know what? I think the Rangers understood that... They don't really need to continue looking at Pavlik. I mean, I would have liked them to look at some other guys. Like, uh, you know, Cale Morris was an unrestricted college free agent uh, from Notre Dame. I I thought he would have been worth a look. And, you know, Steve Mason is one of those guys where... I'm not sure there's a more polarizing, mystifying goaltender (laughs) since uh, we've started tracking things like goals saved above average. But, you know, Mason's 30, and who the hell knows with him, but... If you wanted, if you really want to spare Lundqvist starts, then you would go for Mason. But I think the Rangers also really want to see what they have in Georgiev. So going for a guy like Tukarski makes a little more sense than going for a guy who's more of a sure thing. You don't necessarily want a guy who's going to just absolutely be better. And some of these other guys I mentioned, like Mason or even Kari Lettinen, might not be willing to accept you know, the possibility of a two-way deal and the reality of, oh, I might be in the AHL when I still think I'm an NHL-caliber goalie. Again, there's no, there's absolutely no downside. And I'm starting to, to buy into my own idea of if you throw Tokarski down into the AHL while you have Georgiev start in the, a- in the NHL and then have Georgiev get his starts in the AHL, so be it. I mean, get, get George, you can give Georgiev a full season worth of starts, 50 or 60 starts. Between the AHL and the NHL, and I just don't, I don't understand why. No, there again, it's fine. But here's another thing that people are getting worked up about that we kind of talked about a touch on the on the uh, Blue Shirts Breakaway podcast. The Rangers, in an attempt to do something nice, put a photo up of Buchnevich in Rome and I think Hungary or Turkey, maybe. Um, And people were mad that he was on vacation in August. 
Yeah, you are why we can't. Yeah. You're why we can't have nice things. It just—it's so sad. Uh, you're, they, these guys literally get maybe two months off or three months off, and you're gonna—you're gonna crap all over him. Come on. People just hate Buchnevich. I don't get it. I yeah, don't, I, I was just about to ask you: Would people be having that reaction? If it was, and I'm not just saying this to be like, oh, it's the xenophobia, anti-Russian thing all over again. But like, would that have been the reaction if it was, you know, Keandre Miller doing that stuff? Or, you know, like if it's Neil Pionk or something, you know, like. The Rangers put up something on Spooner today that he was doing stuff in the offseason. Yeah. And there are really no comments that are like hating on it which is funny so, because people are saying that booch isn't strong enough he, he's not like he needs to put on muscle or whatever and spooner is not one of those guys who really strikes you as no nah, spooner's pretty thick remember we talked about this oh, he's yeah, thick he, yeah you know what i'm looking at the pictures now he's kind of he's he's got some muscle on him he's got more meat than i thought yeah see you're, you're coming to me about him being thick look at him in that it's, cop it's uniform that, he's it's that skinny neck of his though that's it's it is a skinny neck i didn't i don't think i realized how skinny that neck is but yeah yeah it's uh, just booch what's wrong with him why can't he have fun yeah because people don't let him have fun why can't we have fun because people don't let us have fun so that's the end of that um so boy there's in that interview by the way with a few the Rangers website, with a few months passed since last season, what's your mindset like as we head into a new year? The season ended too early for us. We had too much time in the summer. I hope everyone had a great time and is ready for next season. I've been working out in my hometown, doing more gym, not a lot of ice yet. He's literally saying he's been working out all summer. They don't they don't read. They're not reading. They're looking at photos. Reading is hard. I mean, they're I not look, reading. I wanna look at the photos of Booch and Ranger the puppy too. That's yeah. All I well. Do. Um. Let's see. Let's see. What else could we talk about? We're 14 minutes into this podcast, and there's really. I mean, we're trying to you know kind of keep. Could talk about is Dustin Tokarski. We oh, could. We well. We we, we did that. Yeah, we did that already. Um. We're trying not to do too much New York Rangers stuff because we're going to do it at the forum That's, this weekend. Not that there's really all that much more to go through. Um, let's, let's, we're going to jump into questions a little early here, Mike. Oh, that's desperate. I like it. It is desperate, but I we'll, can we'll smell it from here. The we can, we can figure it out. Question one from hockey stat miner, the betrayer. Um, why do you hate the lady Liberty jerseys, Joe? Who hurt you? You why did. Do you hate those you son of a bitch. I just don't like them. I don't think they're that cool. Why? You I'll give say, you, like I'll give you that the white lady Liberty jerseys were pretty awesome, but the lady Liberty, it just, that doesn't. It doesn't speak to me. I'm a very classical man. I like the Rangers crest. I like the shield. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't want you to mess with it. And they messed with it. Oh, I need to start writing down stupid joke quotes. I'm a very classical man. I'm, I'm, I'm a classical guy. I'm a classical man. Violins, I like the classics. Bassoons. I like. I like the Ranger. I like the Rangers logo. I like the shield. That's that's what I want. That's it. I don't like the Lady Liberty stuff. I just I'm not a fan of it. The only thing wrong with the Lady Liberty jersey is the the weird angle for the stripes on the sleeves. Like, that I didn't appreciate. Everything else is fine. Yeah. Especially in the context of when it was released compared to other alternates we saw. Like, 
it was the 90s. Like, teams were doing just ridiculous crap. It's not like, you know, the the, the Gordon's Fisherman, like, thing. It's It's pretty damn good, in my opinion. Like I feel like you could take that logo, just take the just take the crest and, and work from there. I mean, if you want to get rid of the, you know, the goofiness with the stripes and the color scheme and the glaven, do, do whatever you have to do. It's fine. But that that crest is really good. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of it to be completely honest with you. Um, well, I know that. That's and that's I don't think it's going to change. I just don't think it's going to change. Ask the question. I, I'm I'm. I guess, like, I saw I saw a couple of, like, mock-ups, and Buchnevich was in one of them, and I think they put Lundquist in one of them, and, uh, I mean, it's it's growing on me a little bit more, but, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not totally buying into them. I just, I don't like them. I, I loved the older school, like, cream-colored jerseys from the Winter Classic back when the Rangers played the Flyers. I was into that. Um, you do like cream. I do. I love cream. Who doesn't love cream? Ice cream, regular cream. God. Uh, but yeah, not. I'm not into them all that much. Um, Joe M. Who do you anticipate being the most disappointing player this season? I.e., out of shape, AHL Smith. Or who do you anticipate being in Quinn's doghouse? Aside from Ranger, the Lab. Ugh. Oh, because he's a dog. We haven't even talked about Ranger. Ranger is probably the the best acquisition the Rangers have made in 40 years. Yeah, this is the sort of stuff where every team should do this. Not only does it feel good and it fills people with the feel goodies, it's good August content for that social media crew. It just it writes itself. What do you do with Ranger? Uh, bring him to any local sporting event, walk him in the park, put a puck in his mouth, just put him near ice. You know, he's a cute and he's going to be a service dog. It's even better. It's just a happy little pup. Yeah, an autism dog, right? Forget exactly what. I think it is autism. Um, I mean, all I know is that I want the puppy. I do want. I, I mean, I have Stanley, but he would get along with Stanley. They'd be fun. Um, he's gonna be a service animal. That's all. That's all I remember specifically. I, think it, I, I, I do think it's for autism to work for autism, which is a great cause. Oh yeah. It's a uh, back to Joe M's question, which we ignored. Um, oh. I don't. I I don't know if really anyone. Who could be disappointing? You know what I mean? Honestly, who could be disappointing? Joe. Buchnevich is probably has the biggest chance of being disappointing just because there's so much hype around shut him. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. You ready? Good. What What is on, on the Rangers? He has his own page on NHL.com slash Rangers. Who is his favorite player, Joe? Who? Adam Graves. Get it? Because he's a dog, so he gurs. Are you back on the dog? Yeah. Okay. I don't want. I was not prepared for that at all. Top Um, puck handler because he he picks up the puck. That's what he does, Joe. Adam Graves. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Let's talk about more puppies. That's what I want to do. What other what puppies do you want to talk about? Joe M's question. Who's going to be the most disappointing player? Uh, I think, I'm like I was saying, I, I actually have a different answer, though. Buchnevich is up there as one of the only players who could really disappoint. Um, but it, Shea mine. would be the other one, just because of the contract that he signed. Um, I think he's definitely somebody who would be... Oh, that's a good pick, actually. Yeah, I think, it's okay. a, I think that's a fair pick. My pick is Shattenkirk. 
and not because I actually think he's going to be a disappointment. I think people are going to look at a Rangers defense without Ryan McDonough and look at Kevin Shattenkirk, who's a power play specialist, much more comfortable as a second pair D, and look at him as the guy who's getting $6.65 million. He's also has the connection with the coach. He's going to be, we can safely assume, in a leadership role. A lot is going to be expected out of Kevin Shattenkirk. And when he just plays like Kevin Shattenkirk, which is fine, and this Rangers defense is going to be real bad, uh, is my guess. People are going to look for a scapegoat. Shattenkirk is an easy scapegoat. He's, he was kind of the last big swing at a big free agent target. And uh, yeah, I feel like that's the... That's the pick, although I gotta say, I like Shea too. Uh, I'm not sure of any forwards, like, uh, maybe, I don't know, what, the situation with Kevin Hayes makes him such an interesting, like, he's a guy I'm gonna watch intent, like, intently every game now, because it really comes down to what the hell we can get for Kevin Hayes, right? And so, a lot of that is tied to, well, how the hell does Quinn use him? You know, does he say, I want my best player, my second best center on my second line in in that role? Or does he say, I know that this guy's not going to stick around, so I'm not necessarily going to try and develop him like I might develop another player? I don't know. Yeah, I think Shea is, and it's not like a good answer, right? Like, hey, this is great. We want this to happen. But Shea is just prime for if he's not perfect, he's going to be the big disappointment just because people already hate that contract. Um, Hayes is a little bit different for me. I don't really think Hayes, you can, even if Hayes is disappointing, I and listen, I guess this is something else that we can talk about. Based off of some recent comments from David Quinn, it does kind of seem like Hayes might be here to stay. That there is like uh, maybe a resolution at the end of the uh, of the rainbow long term for the two sides. Um, Quinn made a comment that you know the two sides saw one year deal as the best. The show me contract is the best thing possible, and that seems to be the running consensus right now. But um, yeah, yeah that we'll just definitely. carries so much risk with it, though. But yeah, I, I I agree. The Hayes doesn't necessarily fit into this question, but to me, he's a guy who I feel like. It would not be surprising to me at all if the pitchforks came out for Hayes. Like if if he didn't, if he wasn't able to build off of last season, and you know he was just kind of playing mediocre or or kind of just a little below average. I feel like people would be saying, you know, it's a good thing we didn't sign him long term and just get rid of him now or whatever the hell. But I think Shea, Shattenkirk are good scapegoat targets for you know guys who have a high potential to be. Disappointing, and I think you still have to say Brendan Smith because he has a lot to prove. And I also think that D'Angelo is always going to be a part of that conversation because he has to nail this audition. We've talked about it, you know. To, we've talked it, talked it to death already on the show. But he, he to me is really that like he's already you know, long before he ever was a part of the Rangers organization, long before he was even drafted. You know, he's looked at like oh, there's so much potential, so much skill. But can he tie it all together? And that makes him such a such a great candidate for to be a just a, a huge disappointment, really. So yeah, and I'm not even gonna touch the who do you think is gonna be the in Quinn's doghouse aspect of the question because I, I I don't I think Quinn is gonna have a very long leash, especially in the early going. Okay. Um, a doghouse leash? How many dog puns? Well, he said, aside from Ranger of the Lab, that's actually how we started talking about Ranger of the Lab. I know. I uh, you son of a bitch. So, yeah, 
I don't I don't know. But it it is a good question, and it's an interesting question because from where if Zuccarello puts up forty five points next year, you're not going to be you're going to be like, hey, that's not a good year for him. You're not going to be disappointed. The Rangers aren't making the playoffs next year. You're not. There's nothing to be disappointed about. So, that's that. Hooray, it's Joe. What a great name. Say the Rangers are a bubble team or better heading into the trade deadline. Call it a rebuild and buy slash stand pat or double down on the future and sell. 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 Sell like crazy. Sell, 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 there's sell. No, yeah, you have to. There's really no reason to buy. No. Uh, there's enough guys, you know, you can look at on expiring contracts. Hayes, Zuccarello in particular. And guys who have one year left on their deals, you know, it's the guys who have one year left on the deal. It's, it's Crides, it's Spooner, it's Vlad, it's, it's um, Jimmy VC, Nemestikov, Bolesky, yeah, Vlad, uh, you know, even Jesper. But I don't think they're going to sell Jesper. But you get the idea. There's, there's so much incentive to sell, and it's great that the Rangers got the three first round picks, and you know they flooded their prospect pool you know Corey Promen from the athletic ranked the rangers prospect pool 11th or their farm system i should say 11th in the league which is up from 29th last year uh when you think about that 18 yeah. 18 jumps jump. yeah and he also considers the rangers to have tied for second place with the flyers in terms of just the deepest uh, yeah the the depth of the just uh, getting the deep prospect pool. so getting that, that is, deep that's really exciting but here's the thing the Rebuilds take longer than one year, and there's still a lot of assets that can be moved, and this team can still get younger. And we've we talk about it a lot, actually. The, the need for like elite scoring wingers and, and guys you can develop that can score on the wing. There, there's really not a lot there after Kravtsov. Like it's like you have to get some more guys that can fill those roles, and. Uh, I feel like the more the more guys you move, the more prospects and picks you can get. And if they're on the bubble, then they should look at like, oh, good, the core of guys here. That means that Hank is still probably Hank, which we should expect him to be to some degree. And then Zabinajad is really doesn't get talked about enough for a guy who's only twenty five. A lot of things will have had to gone really right for the Rangers to be a bubble team at the deadline, but that. That doesn't mean that they should say, ah, let's buy. Well, when do you buy? It just doesn't make sense. When do you buy? When you have a realistic chance. Right. I don't think you, they would have a realistic chance. You, you buy to get yourself into what we would consider Stanley Cup contention. That's when you buy. And the yeah. Rangers, if the Rangers are there... They put you over the... What is it? Put you over the edge? Put you over the top? Head. Over the hump? If yeah. the Rangers are there, if they're in a position where they can actually spend to become Stanley Cup contenders, something has either gone amazingly right or horrifically wrong for other teams in the NHL. Which could happen. It, it, theoretically, sure. But it's not. It, it won't. The Rangers are not going to be in that place. There's no logical reason not to trade Hayes if if you don't see a long-term resolution there. There's no reason not to get it, see what you could do for guys like VC and Spooner and Nemestikov and all these two-year guys that, that we know the Rangers signed because they're going to be trade fodder down the line. I don't want to get too far into that because I do think we're going to talk about it at the forum, but the Rangers, they're, they're, they're not idiots. They, they, 
I don't see Gordon going down that road. I mean, I don't think Gordon's going to go balls to the wall in terms of just selling everything that's not nailed to the floor the way that he did in February. But I do think you're going to see some sales regardless. And and that's okay. Uh, I don't think the Rangers are necessarily in a position where um, they need to go crazy. And I don't think they're necessarily in a position where they need to make a, a shocking decision. I, I just think the Rangers are... They are what they are. They're a team that is not really going to be in the playoffs. They're a team that is not looking to contend until about 2020, and they need to act that way. That's all. Yeah, I I think it's important. Like to me, is to I look at this as this is a like an experimentation, but really the key word for me is evaluation year. You want to get a better idea of who are the guys here that can be a part of the solution. You know, this is this is the year you really want to test some of these young D who you don't know what the hell's going to go on with. You want to see what you can get out of Leas and Philip Heedle at the NHL level. You know, it would be really bizarre if they didn't get every opportunity to make this roster. Um, but you're not trying to like it's 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 a very different situation from being like, yeah, we're a cup contender and we have some kids we want to see what's going to happen with. This is, we have, you know, a lot of guys who, you know, have been a part of a winning team before, like Zuccarello, like Krides and, you know, Zibinijad, you know, guys who who are very, very good players. But, I mean, it's this defense is what it is, and the bottom six is going to be filled with a lot of kids and a lot of question marks. Like, we don't know if what Bleski's role is going to be, if anything, we don't know... You know, we don't. We have no idea what this roster looks like. Bolesky is an interesting point too, because he's really yeah. somebody that we've not spoken about at all. No, and we've tried to, but there's just not much to say because we don't know what the hell he is until we figure out if Quinn's going to even give him a, a you know a chance to make the roster. I I wouldn't say no to him being sort of a veteran presence on that roster. I also. It's hard because you you don't want to take away a spot from a kid, right? But who who's getting hurt by taking away a fourth line center? Yeah, or no, a fourth line winger rather. Question because um, a lot of fans raised you know get get all worked up with oh why the hell have a Bleski in the lineup when you know I understand getting worked up with like a Cody McLeod, a guy who literally is a detriment to the team even in a fourth line role, but. You have to ask yourself, all right, if not Bolesky, then who? Like, is he keeping, you know, Vinny Lettieria off off the team? It's like, well, maybe what Vinny needs more is, you know, first line or second line minutes in the AHL. Yeah, who, you'd have to look at it as who is a defensive first forward? Yeah, who I is it? And there's like there's Boone just Nieves is the only guy who I'd be like, I'd rather see Boo there, but he's a center. So Fontaine is really the only answer to that question yeah. in the AHL. He's the only guy that you could point to and say, Hey, um, you know what? Yeah. He, right, he's somebody who we'd like to actually get a, a bit more of a look at in that defensive role. He's the only one outside of him. There's nobody. You don't. You don't want Ty Ronning in a in that type of a role. You don't want, no, you, don't want you don't want Letieri in that type of a role either because you're you need him in a scoring role. You're not you're not looking. I, I hate this this insinuation that oh a fourth line NHL role is better than a first line AHL role because you're playing in the NHL. 
Um, there's certainly merits to playing in the NHL. I don't think it's as good for your development. I don't think playing eight or nine minutes a night with absolute anchors and, well, depending on who's in the lineup, to be fair. But uh, uh, if your fourth line is a checking line, then you need to put a checker there. You're not putting a guy who's expected to score. You're not putting, you know, you're not putting guys who you're expecting to get offense from. It's just this is what it is. And I do think that's a frustrating. Uh, a lot of people don't really understand that sort of play. If you're you looking will. for your next Jesper Fast, right? Exactly. A guy who, if it's not going to be Bileski, you want another guy who can has a Jesper Fast like ceiling, or a guy you can expect to be a Jesper Fast. You're not looking for a guy. You're like, oh, we we hope we find even a third or second line scoring winger. That's not how that works. Like, yeah, Bileski is a guy who's going to skate through walls for his team and. And you don't care about his development. No, you, you don't. You don't care. care. That's a huge. You just don't care. Absolutely critical aspect of this. It's the he same thing with is. Tukarski. You can treat a player who you don't care about their development much different than a player who you do. You can't just put Anderson in the fourth line and say, oh, we'll call him up when we want to. We'll send him down when we want to. You can't do that. You can't. David Quinn can't do that. He won't do that. The Rangers won't do that. So. You know, you just need to make the, you need to be aware of the fact that there are different aspects of play here. And if a guy like Bolesky makes the team to play on the fourth line, he's making it for a reason. And the reason is because, well, the Rangers don't care what happens to him. And I know that sounds like terrible, but it's true. The Rangers genuinely do not care what happens to him. They don't care about his development. They don't have to. There's no reason to. Yeah. So, you know. Um, Adam Furlong. During the UFA period, there was a lot of talk about bringing in a veteran presence to teach the kids. See hey, Ryan Callahan. President, we are just talking about veterans. What knowledge can an outsider bring that Zook, Stahl, Kreider, and Hank can't? I mean, the truth of the matter is Nothing. The only thing you could potentially get on the market is a Stanley Cup champion. And I don't know how much those guys actually impact things, if we're being honest. I don't think that having... I I don't think that the reason why the Rangers went to the Stanley Cup final in 2014 was because Brad Richards and Dan Carcillo and uh, St. Louis were there to tell the team what it was like to be in the Stanley Cup. I don't think that matters. No. Um, the only thing I, I, I don't know, honestly, the Rangers are veteran heavy enough in that regard. Zuccarello, Stahl, Kreider, and, and Lundqvist. That what are you? I Dominic what Moore. are you looking for? I just I like Dominic Moore. Dominic Moore, yeah, sure, why not? There's definitely good veterans out there. There are veterans out there who are quality hockey players. It's it's really the question. It's this is all intangible stuff, right? The, this right. is stuff that, unless you've been a part of an NHL locker room, and, and even then, how much of that is superstition? How much how much of that is just like, you know, stuff you can't really, you can't measure, you can't point to, and you know, who knows how the chemistry of, you know, this this locker room is going to work because we we don't even have a starting place because we don't know what Quinn is going to be like with the, this particular group of men. It's, it's a new coaching staff. It's a new look. Like, there's a couple of, you know, holdovers in terms of the coaches and obviously a couple of the veteran guys who are holdovers. But 
I don't know. Maybe they'll find, you know, a week or two in a training camp that they might want a Dominic Moore or a guy who's been around and, you know, has has done it all and seen it all. And maybe that's what they figure out. But maybe they realize, no, we, we've got plenty of voices. I mean, it's I think it's really hard to beat someone like, you know, Henrik in terms of intensity, passion and like dedication. I don't think you're going to find anyone else who inspires guys to do that. But goalies are weird for you know like they're they're kind of their own they're voodoo as we say you might maybe you need a guy like that who's you know a forwarder you know a guy who's a skater at least you know a guy who has a little bit of salt and pepper in his facial hair but that little s&p just a little s&p that's not going to be what unlocks the potential of these young players it might make it might be helpful or beneficial to the coach to have a guy who we can look to and be like, oh, this guy's seen it all and done it all. He's, you know, he's 36, 38 years old. You know, he, he knows what his role is here. He's just he's just playing his role. And maybe maybe Quinn wants a guy like that. Maybe he doesn't. But, you know, they signed, you know, Cody McLeod. I mean, he's 34. Yeah, I feel like McLeod was signed for, for different team. reasons, though. I think he was brought no, in for I, this. No, I agree he's signed for different reasons. But, like, yeah, he's the oldest guy on the team. He's 34. Don't, I mean, don't agree with me. Son of a bitch. But yeah, I mean, after after McLeod and Hank, like, how many guys are even in their 30s? Like, Mark mm-hmm. Stahl's 31, and I mean, and again, I'm not saying age equals, you know, that experience or whatever the hell, but, you know, it is literally experience, but yeah, I mean, Bolesky and Zook are 30, so those are your, you know, your vets, really. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we see them add another guy, maybe not. I don't think it's necessary. I think the best thing to do for both Quinn and Gordon is to get a feel of what camp looks like first. You think that, like, I understand looking for a veteran in a Vigneault-like system where Vigneault is completely hands-off. He lets the locker room do its own thing. Um, He has a leadership group, and he doesn't really get involved unless he absolutely has to. And and in situations like that, it was critical to have a St. Louis and a Carcillo and a Brad Richards, not because— And a Don Moore. Right, or a Don Moore, or even, you know, a Brian Boyle, not because they needed to bring anything and help— you know, teach, if you will, but because they needed to step up and be the leadership that you weren't getting from the head coach. And that is not a shot at Vigneault. That's the way that he coached. A lot of guys that's coach that style. way. Yeah. That's it's that's not a shot at for all the things that you can be mad about with Vigneault. The lack of attention to the leadership aspects of the room was an intentional decision. It was the same decision that he had in 2014. It was the same decision that he had in 2017, 2018, whatever it is. It is what it is. Um, You can be upset about the way that he handled things, but that's not – this is a little bit different. Now, with that said, I do believe that the Rangers are in a much different situation because they just – Quinn is completely different. He's going to be more involved. He's going to be more hands-on. He's. It's just the way that he's going to coach. So does he need somebody like that? I don't think so. And I, to be completely honest with you, I'm not sure he wants someone like that because he needs to get his message in there first. And that's not why McLeod was signed. I know you weren't arguing that, but that's not why he was signed for people who do think. Quinn, M-O-S-I-E-R. What are we thinking that is? Mosia? Mosier. Mosier? Uh, 
Sorry, Quinn, we butchered your name. How do you expect Kevin Hayes to do this year? How will his one-year contract affect his play? He's going to be playing for money. I mean, they always play for money, but he's going to be playing for that, you know, that FU money. You know, he needs that big deal. And if that is the takeaway we have is both the organization and Hayes felt like the one-year show-me deal was what was going to work best for him. Maybe he sees himself as a guy who can be a 6.5, 7 million guy. Who, who the hell knows? But I feel like it's going to be a factor one way or another. It puts a lot of pressure on him. It puts a lot of pressure on, you know, David Quinn. It's it's a kind of a unique situation, but it's also something we've seen before. We'll see it again, you know, when teams have certain RFAs where, there's, you know, there's a gap or a disagreement or, you know, they're trying to figure out how to keep a guy happy, but also how to keep him around. And, you know, it's another good example is Truba this this past offseason. I, I don't know what Hayes is going to need to do to prove that he's worth a, a bigger investment than we were already kind of talking about for him, which is, you know, around the Zabinijad, you know, cap hit you know, for a similar kind of term, but he's going to have to do a lot. And part of that means he has to be put in a situation where he can make an impact, which he should be. See, see, it's funny. I wholly disagree with you in the sense that if I'm Kevin Hayes and we didn't talk about this all that much and shame on us, because this is definitely something that I, I, this was an outcome that I think we should have definitely at least been prepared for. Um, if I'm Kevin Hayes and I look at the contract that the Rangers put in front of me for a long-term deal, I am 100% thinking to myself, I can't do any worse with a show-me deal. Because let's say Kevin Hayes absolutely falls off the face of the earth, right? And he only puts up 40 points next year. He's still probably, just for the pedigree and the reputation, going to get five, maybe $5.2 million. He really can't do any worse than he's doing right now. He can only go up. Sorry, you're just listening to my child cry. Why um, is your daughter crying? What did you she's, she wants to draw something. He can Let only go draw. up. What's wrong with you? I, I'm on the podcast. My wife is letting her draw, and she doesn't like the, the crayon choice, so she's mad. She's throwing the Why paper around like, like an animal. Is it, is it the size of the crayon or the color? I, I, don't, I don't think it's the size of the crayon. It's just... I'm not totally sure why mommy decided this was the time and place to draw with Kaylin, but that's what we're doing. Crazy fat crayons, like not normal crayons, but like the ones that are like highlighter marker thick. Yeah, the, these are not them. These are the regular straight fresh from the box Crayola crayons. Is it like the the high end Crayola box or it has No, this is like this the, the this is not even the 64. I think it's the 24 color pack. Oh my god. Well, she doesn't appreciate the colors yet. So How is she supposed to dream in colors? What's wrong with you? Get her the 64-pack. Oh, she knows. She knows to dream in color. Um, so, yeah, I think Hayes can only go, Hayes can only go up. I, I, don't, I think the one-year contract, uh, the way that Quinn described it and the way that it was kind of brought to our attention, that this was sort of a mutual thing, not like the Rangers saying, hey, Kevin, you know, we're going to trade you. This is what we want to do. This sounds like it, it was a show me deal at the very least. And bravo to Hayes because A, he's betting on himself and you really don't see that all that much this year. But B, Kevin Hayes could legitimately make, I'm going to say at least a million, maybe a million and a half more. If, if Hayes explodes and puts up 60 or 65 points this year. And again, I don't think we're talking about ridiculous figures. He, he's going to get a lot of money, a lot more money than he would have 
you know, if no he signed long term this gonna year. It's going to be a factor. And really, yeah. that's, like, that's what what Scott is asking. And I feel like that's it's going to be a factor just because we, we always hear this stuff. Like players in contract years, they say they try not to think about it. But how can you not think about it when Hayes, how, how many millions of dollars did he leave on the table to, to, to take this road? You know, it's going to be in his head during off, you know, during training and training camp and like it can't it, but, not be in his head. But it's going to be it's going to be good and bad when he's slumping. It's going to be bad because he's oh, going to yeah. be thinking about the money he left on the table when he's gunning. If, if guns are blazing and he's hot, he's going to be Pocket. so confident with the puck because every point he scores is money in his pocket. He would legitimately have to have a downright disastrous absolutely disastrous season for this not to work out for him i truly 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 believe that so is kevin hayes a ranger the day after the trade deadline you know my answer would have absolutely been no easily i I didn't even have to think about it my answer would have been no i don't know now now i'm confused now i think maybe what hogwarts house does kalen go into no, oh, what what does I don't know. I don't know if there's enough personality from Kaylin yet to know what Hogwarts house she goes into. Um I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe Gryffindor, like her dad. She's you know, we'll see. Well what Hogwarts house is Britain in? I don't has Brittany even read Harry Potter? How do you know? No, have you watched you've watched the movies though. What house do you think you'd be in? Me? Yeah. She's thinking. What are the house what is Slytherin. I know, that. I know that. What do you think their qualities are? Uh, Mike, she wants to know what we think the qualities Slytherin are. Slytherin is like uh, I will tell you where I'm you belong and she will. What's the word? Ambitious at all costs. Slytherin is ambitious at all costs. You'd Hufflepuff 100% be Slytherin. Honest and hardworking. I'm telling you right now, she's Slytherin. My, my wife is the most competitive person on the planet. Oh. I have 100% gotten into like... We've gotten into fights because... We'll play a stupid game, and I'll change the rules in the middle of the game to make sure that I win, and it actually makes her mad. Oh, so you're a cheater, which is closer to Slytherin principles. She no, sounds I'm, like she gets indignant, which is closer to Gryffindor. I'm Gryffindor. She's Kaylin is Gryffindor. I'm Gryffindor. And that's that. That's what it is. My wife thinks she's going to be like her, but she's wrong. Um, Britt's first appearance on the show, by the, the way. No, Britt Brit came on the show at one point. She didn't speak. She didn't have a speaking role. Uh, for hottest rangers, I think she voted for Lundquist, oh, which was rangers. it was an important vote because that was an important. You vote. know, we knew, we knew what it was. Uh, I think she thinks Crider's attractive too. No, she does not like Crider. Never mind, Chris. I, I apologize. Think attractive. I think Crider's a good looking guy. No, who who do you like? She's thinking. Oh, she liked J T. Miller. Why? He was a country boy. Oh. Yeah, she liked Miller. So I didn't like Miller. I didn't think Miller was that attractive either. I'm not a, but she likes Eli Manning too. It, Miller and Eli Manning are kind of the same in that they have like a the aw shucks mentality. Eli, Eli Manning looks like looks like a country bumpkin. Yeah, it's the country aw shucks mentality. That's what looks that like is. You should be driving a rusty pickup. Which, by the way, I don't have any of those features at all, so I don't know what she sees in me. But you have um, a little bit of bumpkin in you. I don't know whether or not to be offended by that comment. It's your or hair. you have country bumpkin hair. <laughs> country bumpkin hair. You don't okay. do anything exciting with your hair. Well, I don't really do anything to my hair. You're a country bumpkin. The way that I wake up in the morning, that's how my hair looks for the day. 
Yeah, that's what a country bumpkin. I'm like, I wake up, and if my hair is on fire, then I'm going into work with my hair on fire. It's just the way that it is, and you can just deal with that. But then the bank, it's they're mad. Yeah. Um, No games besides Hank being Hank. What do the Rangers need to contend for a playoff spot in 2018, 2019? The defense needs to be coherent. Because with where the Rangers are right now, I really think offensively, they're, that is an offense that can make the playoffs. I do is believe that? that. So the defense has to get its crap together. Oh, I have a fun question for you. Are you going to answer the question first? Oh, sure. Um, what do they need? Uh, pretty much a miracle. Uh, and I don't say that to be silly. I, I, I think... When I, I look specifically at the Metropolitan Division, I just don't know what the hell is going to happen with teams like Carolina. I think the Islanders are going to be god-awful. Um, but, you know, Pittsburgh is still a pain in the ass, and the Capitals, are they just won the Cup. They didn't really lose anything. Um, I, I think the Rangers are going to have a very hard time, and it stems really from the defense. I don't know what we're going to get out of the offense yet. I'm just hesitant to hesitant to say what it's going to look like. I would imagine it's going to be just as good or, you know, a little bit better maybe than last year. I, I So much depends on what the hell happens with the power play and if if it can kind of be, if guys like Zibanejad can stay healthy because if we get a, a good long chunk of both Mika Zibanejad and Kevin Shattenkirk being healthy and the power play really getting a chance to develop and Booch getting a chance to play a role it could be a really fun offense especially on the power play but we don't even know what the hell the lines are going to be we don't know if Quinn necessarily likes KZB you know we don't know we we just don't know enough so I I think that a lot's going to have to go right for them to be a team that like exceeds our expectations, but who knows? But, mean, but you are in agreement with me that the forward group is there as a group. The forwards are that top six is not a terrible top six. No, it's it's really not. Terrible. It's not great. I mean, don't and get me wrong. We're not we're not saying that the Rangers if they but if the Rangers had a competent defense, if it, let me put it to you this way, they don't have a guy who can carry the offense on his own. They have a lot of really nice kind of complementary pieces, guys who know how to work together. They don't have a line that can take over a game. Um, but you can and, make the playoffs like that. The Rangers have made the playoffs like that. No, they have. I think, you know what, I'll say a lot of it's going to hinge on what the hell happens with that third line center and what the third line in particular looks like. Because if the Rangers have a third line that can score, and really, like, you're talking about the forward group, like, there are the pieces there for a good third line that can score. I mean... Especially if you have Heedle. Heedle, like, Nemestikov. Yeah, or, you know, Spooner, wherever he lands. Like, there are enough pieces there for a fun and effective third line. If that works out, yeah. I mean, the offense could carry it, and Hank, who knows? If, if Hank is still even like a ghost of what he was last season, yeah. I mean, they could surprise us, but I just think that blue line is a mess, and I don't know enough about the forwards in terms of how they're going to work under Quinn's system and is this team going to be far enough away from just a possession black hole that was here last year yeah let me put it to you this way if the Rangers top four of Smith 
Shattenkirk, Shea, and question mark, right? Because we don't really know who's going to fit in there. Um, if if they're competent, the Rangers are probably going to get a hell of a lot closer to the playoffs than you think they are. Yeah. Because I think Hank is going to be vintage Hank. I think the forward group, again, we're not talking, like Mike said, you don't have a group that can necessarily take a game over, but you have plenty of offense. You really do. And I just, I like what the Rangers have at the forward group. I like the core that they have. I just, they're missing that defensive touch. That's all. And they're missing the big piece on offense, but yes. you can still be a playoff team with that. That like, yeah, you you try to get that. You know what I mean? You 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 reach for that. You sign. That's why you sign Panarin. Yeah. Uh, my question for you is. And Tukarski. Yes, and and Tukarski. Joe, will the Rangers have a player who has north of sixty points next season? Yes, Buchnevich. Is it only Buchnevich? Um, I'm gonna say. Here's the here's the only players that are realistic in that category. Buchnevich is realistic. Zabanajad is realistic, and I would put both of them in the yes category. Um, Hayes is realistic, but less than the other two. Shattenkirk is realistic, but less than the other two. Oh, Kaylin, she is not a happy camper. She's mad at the question. What about you? What do you think? You know, Zuccarello's in the in the next tier of realistic, but. The problem with Zuccarello is Zuccarello doesn't create enough of his own offense. Zuccarello needs other players to score so that he can rack up assists. That's how he's he gets the last his points. Guy, he's the last Ranger to, to clip 60, and he's led the Rangers in scoring for the past three years. Yeah, but who – and I'm not, again, this is not at all a knock on Zuccarello, but who – he needs a goal scorer to put up points because Zuccarello is going to score 15 or 16 goals next year. So for him to get to 60 points, he needs – Close to like, 40 assists. I don't like the way you're talking about Matt Zuccarello. Maybe I'll more. Close to 40 assists. I don't know if you're going to get that from him. That's all. Just being realistic about Zuccarello and his chances. That's all. <laughs> you know, I'm not coming out here like Tom, the, the wild card Tom, who is wishing injury. Well, he wasn't actually wishing injury, but just brought it up. Well, this is awkward. Um, I feel like if Zabinijad stays healthy, he could crack six. Zabinijad is I, I if if we get a KCB line for the year. Yeah. I I don't think Kreider's a sixty point player, but as dumb as that's as this sounds, I do think he could be a thirty goal guy. I I could see Zabinijad and Buchnevich eclipsing sixty points. I could see, if the Rangers are putting up that much offense, I could see Zuccarello doing it too. Shattenkirk might get close. If Shattenkirk stays healthy all year, there's no reason to assume he won't be a, a 50-point defenseman. All right. Were there right. any other questions? Or did oh, yeah, there's questions. All right, go ahead. What, did I answer all your questions successfully? Yeah, I was, I was just curious. Um, Josh Zarkin. Josh Realistically, Zarkin. how many roster spots do you feel are up for grabs? Ooh, that's a good question. It's a really good question. I was talking to you about with uh, Shayna today. Um, Who told you you could talk to Shayna behind my back? Shane and I pretty much run the site. Uh, that's a lot more truthful than I would like it to be. <laughs> yeah, the truth hurts on that one. Um, yeah, so, yeah, the, specifically because of you know the Tukarski signing, right? And this idea of well, how many kind of you know battles for roles and and spots on the roster are we going to see? And I honestly think it's it's a whole bunch, like. Pretty much every spot on the fourth line is up for grabs, in my opinion. And every, I mean, the bottom three of 
of the six defensemen. I mean, not just in terms of of roster spots, but more specifically the role and like, you know, where does Clayson fit into it? You know, where does D'Angelo fit into it? How about Pionk? How about Gilmore? I mean, I think we can, you know, we have Mark Stahl, we have Shattenkirk, we have Shea. And then beyond that, I don't think there's anyone who's a lock. I think the Rangers would love if Brendan Smith was a lock, but that's not the case. He has to earn it, right? And so how many like how many guys among the forward group are locks, you know, when you have you have Zabinajad, you have Hayes, you have Kreider, Zook, Spooner, Nemestikov, VC's gonna be there, Jesper's gonna be there, Booch is gonna be there. And that's that's kinda it. I mean, you want Philip Heedle to be there, you want Leas Anderson to be there, but I mean if they have a dog shit training camp, are they gonna be there? Probably. They'll probably, you know, I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah, there's but. no reason for them not to be. I, I think you have two spots up for grabs on defense, maybe three if we're really getting serious about. What about Rob O'Garrett, Joe? No, no shot. What Zero. What about Stephen Camford, Joe? No shot. Zero. What about Frederick Clayson? Yes, he has a shot. He has a 100% shot. Um, you know, if you want to include the seventh defenseman role, then there's three defensive spots open. I think you're going to have some fourth-line spots open and maybe a third-line center spot open, depending on Heedle. So what does that make, five? Yeah, there's a bunch. It's going to be a fun training camp in preseason. Um, and a big part of that is not just seeing the kids because we will get to see the kids play, but I'm just excited to see how intense these battles for you know, these roster spots are because that's what we're going to start seeing is this, this wave of these younger players come in these 23, 18, 19 year old guys, you know, who are trying to prove I'm ready now. Like I'm part of the future, but I can play now and I can play in this role and I can graduate into these bigger roles. And the more kids who make noise, regardless of how, you know, heralded or unheralded they are, it makes it makes training camp and preseason exciting. It's not just oh, thank God we're almost at the regular season. You actually get to see the stories develop. Like, what if Brett Howden just has an un- unbelievable training camp and he's great in the preseason and he refuses to go away? Like, what happens? Well, then you know you have to have a conversation. Like, is because he's closer to being a third line center for his you know career projection than Philip Heedle. So that's a conversation you have to have. It's a good problem to have, right? So. I'm excited for it. I think there's at least five or six spots that are kind of up for grabs because I, I feel like we have to wait on Brendan Smith. We've seen a lot of positive signs with Smith. Like, there's a lot of reason to be encouraged that he is going to bounce back. But, you know, I was definitely in the pro-Brendan Smith camp. I'm definitely closer to the, oh, God, please don't let this be awful camp now. But... And I still think he, he can be a perfectly adequate second-pair defenseman in the, in the NHL. Just a question of him seeing eye-to-eye with, you know, with Quinn and, and everything working out like it should. So we'll have to see. Well, he hit rock bottom, right? So there's nowhere to go but up for him, at least in that regard. Um, Agent Smith, there appears to be momentum towards Zook re-upping. How, in your estimation, does that drive with top prospects getting top minutes? Um, I, have you heard anything about Zuccarello re-signing? No, I haven't. 
have, neither have I. I don't. I don't see any. I haven't seen anything. I mean, look, I would absolutely love for Zuccarello to be around long term, even if he gets another four year deal. Even at his age, I, I think Zuccarello could be an effective player. I think he's important to the makeup of the team. I think DNA wise, he's really important to the team. Good captain material, just like Kreider. Yeah, I think Kreider is going to end up being your captain, but. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I, I think the best thing the Rangers can do is sit Zook down in a room and, you know, you, you, you give him some of your favorite, chair. some of his favorite Norwegian dishes. What's a famous Norwegian dish? Like something, something with fish. Something with fish and like a juniper on it. Yeah, just something, you know, uh, famous Norwegian. Maybe reindeer. Maybe they eat reindeer. Food. And we have Norwegian cuisine. I'm seeing a lot of things. What would it be? This is terrible podcasting. There's these weird berries. You give them a little bit of brown cheese. What is brown cheese? It is not even cheese. It is, um, it's made from what's typically tossed out of the cheese making process. Doesn't that sound delicious? Oh, not good enough to be real cheese. In Norway, the whey is boiled for a long time until it caramelizes into a salty, fudgy brown diamond. Just it's chops. usually presented with a slicer that shaves off thin pieces for placement atop toast Under for breakfast. Dishes. It's called so, Svinkoteletter. You give them a little brown cheese, some pickled herring. There you go. Give them a little chops. bit of pickled herring. And um, you sit them down and you say, look, we're going to trade you at the trade deadline. Here's the contract we're going to offer you this summer. Approve the contract now to me and you. Wink, wink, hint, hint. This conversation never happened. We're going to trade you to a contender. You get a shot to put your name on the cup, and you come back to New York. I haven't been listening to you. I've been reading about Norwegian cuisine. Okay, well, like, my idea was great, and that's like what's going to happen. Gravit elk is sweet and salt-cured moose. Well, I, how can you eat a moose? Mooses are so cool. One bite at a time. <laughs> You're such an idiot. Uh, <laughs> Chris Bernhard, if the Rangers make a move for Panarin, do you see Hayes as one of the big chips going back? I see Hayes as the only chip that makes sense to go back. I see no reason to trade when we can get him for free in free agency. The only I 100% agree with that, and I think this is a different situation where Columbus is less than a month because Panarin's not talking about his post, you know, UFA season from September 13th on. I I think the only way that you trade for Panarin right now is Hayes if you're content that you're trading Hayes at the end of the year. And I don't know if the Rangers are. We'll see if they are or not. But I'm with you, Mike. Wait that out until July 1st next year and rake in the Panarin. I mean, you'd have to be drinking Hemibrint to trade for Panarin when you can have him for free. That's Norwegian moonshine, folks. What do you think that's made out of? I don't know. Just loot, loot fish? Smallholf? Cloudberry? What is Cloudberry? Wow, Cloudberry? That sounds like Zelda fruit. Um, I have no idea what this is. It's similar to a raspberry or a blackberry. It literally looks like... It, it looks like a cherry tomato. If, like, six cherry tomatoes grew onto one another in the size of a marble. The Norwegians ferment fish. I'm not on board with that. No, neither am I. It's also Icelandic. Peach cloudberry. That's very interesting. Healthy benefits of cloudberry. 
aids in digestion, reduces yeah. risk of amnesia. I'm sorry, anemia, amnesia. I'm an idiot. Reduces risk of heart disease, aids in improving blood circulation, helps strengthen the immune system, prevents constipation and bloating. That's a big one for Mike. Um, and helps to prevent <laughs> osteoporosis. Oh. There is a show, Cloudberry Kingdom. Ooh. Cloudberry Kingdom. Unhappily Ever watch. After. That's how it all starts. The Orbrey surfaces and the classic characters return. Cobra with his mania. <laughs> Princess with her endless boredom. Oh. oh, it's a game. Never mind. It's not a show. It's a game it's on a game Steam. You could purchase it on Steam. Wish I could purchase a better co-host on Steam. That is really the rudest thing that's been said on this podcast. You know what? I All this Norwegian cuisine sounds great to me, Joe, but you know what I'd rather have? What? I'd rather have an artisanal pizza at the Beer Authority on 300 West 40th Street at 8th Avenue. In the New York City place. And when would you want to eat that? Anytime, really. Well, Saturday specifically at 7 o'clock. No, I don't, I don't want to go on Saturday. The show begins at 8. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be there earlier than that. We will talk to you after. We're expecting the show to run about an hour and a half to two hours. Mike and I will hang out after to talk to all of you who came. There's some people who uh, I have a weird connection with, and we'll go from there. I feel like you and I should meet up early and eat shawarma. We might. Have you ever had shawarma? Good no, shawarma? No, about this. Uh, I, no, it's, it's the meat. It's the whole glistening street meat. You can't have meat that's been out in the... Just like I don't want fermented fish, I don't want street meat. You, you it's But you don't have to necessarily get shawarma from a street vendor. No, that's the only where it, that's the only place it is. It's on the street. Or Ooh, well, if you're making that selection, then you need to have it that way. That's all. It's not real shawarma if you get it in a nice clean shop. It's got to be on the street near pigeons. It's got to be within within 10 feet of a pigeon. All right. Well, that's an interesting thing. Alex Gardner, Alexander Ricard, Armael Kissinger, Andre Chicagoff, Anthony Viola, Arch Williams, Bob Kawa, Chris B., Chris Habibi, Dan Carosi, Daniel DeGen, Danny Santiago, David L. Singer, Eric Cohn, Fancy Lawrence, Gabriel Vargas, George Lippman, Grumpy Smokey, Igor Zatlovsky, James Dangles, John J. Porter, John Reppy, Johnny Alo, Keith Franchillo, Matt Bader, Guy from Montana, Michael Silvers, Mike Offit, Robert Courtney, Stink Fleeman, Tall Guy Robert, um, I'm sorry that I'm laughing. My wife is literally putting my child on my head. Thomas Osa, <laughs> Trevor Kempner, Zachary Zetlin. Thank you all for donating. You are awesome. And better than the people who aren't donating. So. Yeah, it's, that's in the eye of the beholder. Well, no, that's absolutely true. You know what true. is better, Joe? Is, uh, hold on, let me pick something from the menu here. Buttermilk chicken tenders. Five of them for 12 bucks. Your choice of honey mustard or buffalo sauce. Can't beat that. You cannot beat that. You can't beat that. Not in New York City, you can't. Uh, no, you absolutely cannot. Well, thank you all for listening. We did an hour plus when Dustin yeah, Tokarski was the biggest piece of news in Rangerstown. We had a lot of great questions. Thank you, everyone, for your questions. Yes, thank you, everybody, for answering the questions. We don't take phone calls because apparently only real podcasts take phone oh, calls. Oh, for the so. love of God, why are you starting podcast wars, boy? Um... But this is how we do it. We have people answer. Or we answer your questions. So. My daughter's sad. And I start podcast wars because you know what I am? What? I'm a whale. A war whale. whale you wars. put you, you put an, a satchel on me of some type. And, a satchel? Do you mean a saddle? No. A satchel. 
A messenger bag? Yeah, well, it, you're not going to use it for a messenger bag. You're going right, to use so, it so to carry to carry the weapons that you're going to use to hurl at your enemies. Why not have a holster then? Uh, because no, I, I, you you're going to have a bag. Uh, could you imagine a holder on a whale? It would be enormous. You wouldn't be able to get anything. It would all fall to the bottom. Yeah, but a satchel's got to go over your shoulder. Whales don't got no shoulders, boy. They got no. You, you could roll it over the shoulder and put it up to the top, right by where you're going to sit. Best case scenario, you gotta make like a, a bridle for a whale. You gotta put it in its mouth. It's gonna chip the baleen. It's, it's a bad deal. Not gonna work. Not gonna work. You have to have a narwhal, which is a whale that comes with a weapon. Yeah, but you need to physically use a weapon as the whale rider. Oh, you're the whale rider. Yes, not the whale. Well, I'm the whale off, rider. Have we not seen what's happened at the Sea World? You don't want to ride the whales. Well, you you train and ride this whale. That's why I need the satchel because it has my weapon. You tried it. to train and ride those whales. Those whales are eating people left, right, and center. Yeah, that's why you don't train those whales. You, you, the killer whales are not what you're training. You're riding either a beluga whale because they're so cute, or a sperm whale because they kill giant octopus. Says. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Killer whales kill great white sharks. They're just as dangerous. Well, well, I'm not. I'm not saying that they're not dangerous, but I am saying that a sperm whale could kill a killer whale in a one-on-one fight. A sperm whale sank whaling vessels. Have you not read the Moby Dick? That's right. That's why you need to train it and then you ride it. Okay. You're just you're unaware of whale wars. Put the microphone close to Kaylin. She she is right next to it. Say something, sweetheart, for the people. Now you're going to be quiet? You're going to be quiet right now? There we go. All right. She's mad because she can't touch the microphone. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Please go like us on iTunes. And by that, I mean give us five stars. Leave a nice comment. You can subscribe to us. You can do that on Stitcher. Because we are affiliated with Spreaker, we will be on iHeartRadio as well if you choose to listen to us there. Um, I think we're also on Spreaker. We're on Google Play. Not Spreaker. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. What did you say? I said you don't tell me any of these things. Well, why am I going to tell you? God damn. Do, do you listen to the show after we record? Hold on. Cover cover Kaylin's ears really quick. I'm covering them. I'm going to put a goddamn knife in your belly. All right, you know <laughs> you can uncover. What, but do you do you record? Do you listen to us after we record? It's the only way I can sleep is listening to your voice. <laughs> That there are a lot of people who would agree with you who think we're boring. See, now you just started a podcast war. No, you. How do you like that? How do you like them apples? We're on Spotify. There's a lot of places that we're on. I listen to every single show on iTunes after we record. I listen. I'll listen to it on the train tomorrow on my way to work. Just to make sure that we sound good. I like the sound of your voice. I listen to see how much Kalen hurt the show. She doesn't there's hurt a, the show. She's the best part there, of it. There's a lot show. of things that go on here. Okay? So Where's Beth? Where's Beth? We need Beth back. Nah, you're, you're being hurtful. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank <laughs> you for listening. Uh, we will see you again Saturday. Buy your tickets. You can buy them at the door, but um, you don't want to do that. You want to secure your spot. We have a few tickets left, so just find one of the things that we have going on. And, yeah, just find the links on our Twitter feed. Joe the Whale out.